Tales from the Dispensary, Radical Optimism, and Hats. All this and more on today's Brilliant Observations. Do, 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 do. <laughs> My mistake is looking Uh-oh. at you. What? <laughs> Looking at you when I speak is my mistake because you make me laugh every time, and I'm not well, doing you're it funny. again. You're funny. You're funny, Melissa. I'm listening. Am I to a you sarcastic talk. pinata? I don't need to hit you. The sarcasm flows freely <laughs> and unabated. Okay. Unabated. You do your little. You do your little yip yap, bing, and blah blah blah. Coming up all now with this and also, and I laugh because it's fun. I watch you do it. And you're very, she's got all her plans. She's got note cards. She's got glasses on. She's ready to go. She's put thought and effort and time, you fuckers. Can't you people be nice? I'm supposed to laugh. <laughs> Isn't that the plan? I'm doing this Can't you result. fuckers be nice? <laughs> victim. I am a victim. Can't you be nice to her? She is a victim. Come on. Hey, come Amy, on. how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving was great. It was so strange and great and easy and great and hard all at once and lovely. So how about you? Did you have a fun and restful and peaceful and silly Thanksgiving? I hope. I'm not finished with you. I'll get to me in a second. Um, oh, my. Did your Thanksgiving meal, was it the gourmet amaze that your sister has has done for the last, what, two years now? And it absolutely was. Check, check, check. And why it was so strange is because she was off her game and it made no sense. It doesn't impact the food in any way because it's and that and that sort of translated into me being off my game, in which case it was so silly and weird and fun and goofy off her game in this way. OK, everything was pristine and fan- fantastic, fabulous, thought out, planned, great. And for some reason, shit was going sideways. And the response to shit going sideways was like, well, that went sideways. And I'll give you an example. So she received in her home a new oven four days ago. Oh, no. Ah. Right before Thanksgiving? She does not own her home. She is a she is a sort of permanent tenant in a historic property. So when the oven dies, she gets no say in the oven. So she said to the folk, folk. Oven died. Here's here's some research about some ovens that would fit in and ovens that I might like. I'd even love to just purchase the oven I'd like. So this is exactly. And they're like, great. We heard oven died. New oven. And they got her a shittier oven than the one she had that doesn't fit her pots and pants. (laughs) Oh, my God. Before Thanksgiving with some shit that she prepped in advance in dishes that no longer fit. So she was cooking in the throwaway tins, some of which bent and leaked. Because whoever cooks in that oh, shit, oh honey, yeah, she had so I do, the, by so the there way. was a little bit of there was a little bit of grease smoke in the kitchen <laughs> on the day of, and you can't hide greasy smoke. You can right. hide it by getting it out of your house, but you can't hide that smell. So I don't think anybody else noticed that. But I was in the kitchen like, hey, oh, what's up? The oh, and then you know we got half a body in the floor of the oven, covered in the asbestos lined whatever, trying to wipe it out and and just sort of looking at me. And the answer was not. Get the fuck out of my kitchen. I hate everyone. Thanksgiving can suck my hole. Right. And instead, instead, the answer was, let's have a Manhattan. So she goes, so she put the oven closed. I love her so much. sprouts burn. Because <laughs> they're not burning. It was just burning on the bottom of the oven, right? 
and they're only getting reheated. Like the way that she has mechanized everything or weaponized, depending on how you want to look at it, she has weaponized Thanksgiving against against mediocrity. So she says, let's nice. have a Manhattan. She had already pre-mixed and in a pitcher with individually styled. She took little baby paper clips that are made of, made of not paper clips, those little clothespin wood clips. Do you know okay, what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yep, yeah, sure. Clothespins. They're mini clothespins. Minute, so small, clipped to the edge of the glass so that it could hold the the dried, sweetened key lime circle so that instead of a wedge, you have a whole circle of a key lime and it's tiny. And, and clipped to that is a rosemary sprig on the side of your glass so that when you have your um, whatever the fuck flavored gimlet that's already poured for you, like in a pitcher with the fancy ice with shit in the ice frozen into the... This is the cocktail setup oh of one God. of many. That's one of many. And she says, let's have a Manhattan. So I say, I agree. So she starts to mix the Manhattan. This is the last of the story. She starts to mix the Manhattan. She's standing there shaking it, talking to me, and she goes, just can you believe this shit? You know how you have a <laughs> with a shaker? She fucking dropped the shaker on her foot, and it came open. So the hard stainless steel shaker, ba-boomza, right on her foot. And I don't know how you cook, but she didn't have any shoes on. On the toe, bang. Oh, my God. All the contents of the fucking shaker went everywhere in the kitchen, all over me, who was standing next to her, all over the cabinets, all over the oven, which is the, which is the irritant to begin with. And frankly, it was the last of the bourbon, which was unusual. Because uh. <laughs> whoever runs out of bourbon? So we're like, what the fuck? So then we were, just, we're like this, looking at each other like, I don't even know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. So we went back to the gimlets. I, I mean, that's okay. All right. There's always more gimlets. So it's very weird. It's you know, I weird. have this. <laughs> I have this thing where Friends is running constantly in the background of everything that's going on here. I changed the the TV show, but it's the comfort uh, for my ADD. It's either Big Bang or Friends or West Wing, whatever it is. I just have something constantly going. And as you say this, I remember yesterday there was an episode where Chandler steals a cheesecake, right? And at one, <laughs> and they love it. It's the best cheesecake they've ever had. Rachel and Chandler eating cheesecake, eating stolen cheesecake. They get a second one. They fight over it. It falls on the floor of the hallway between their apartments, and they both pull up a fork. This is kind of how I see your Thanksgiving, where I, are we eating directly out of the oven and drinking off the floor? It doesn't matter. It's that good that it's <laughs> worth the trip. I, I have an extendable fork in my pocket that I bring with me everywhere. It's a spork. It works for everything. And I would eat your sister's food and drink, let me be clear, off the floor at any given point of time. So it might have blown up and been crazy, but I bet you it was still fucking delicious. It was fucking so banging. And I will just do this for the sake of being organized. I took the time prior to recording to write down the menu because I knew you would ask me. And it's so lengthy, it's actually in three parts. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to tell you I'm going to post it because, dear listener, loving you as I do, loving you as I do, I'm not going to fucking do it. I have come to accept who I am. That's part of what the show is about. I'm going to actually share that. So rather than belabor the menu, I will tell you that at the very tail end of this thing, after the bye, I will then open my iPad and read the menu. So if you want to hear it, just jump to the end and then or maybe come back um, and play it to the end. Or maybe, I don't know, do listen you to realize, the fucking end. So how are you, Melissa? Do you realize that at the end of every single show, I put one of your drops of ridiculousness? Do you listen that I, long when you redo I it? I get mad. I get mad. So, <laughs> I, so I've stopped to try and protect myself. 
But I do have a policy on this show, which I think is obvious, but I will state obvious for those who Go care ahead. to hear it repeated and reinforced. If I'm saying it into a microphone, then it's my own fault. So I, okay. I accept that. I accept that. I accept that I'm here and that I have a brain in my head and that some things, some things, some things <laughs> just pop out. <laughs> some things, sometimes some things just pop out. And the okay. answer is I either need to put it in context and clean it up or own that it popped out. So that's the way that this rolls. I don't love it. And hey, if you'd ever like to embarrass yourself, I got a pass. Don't do a podcast. <laughs> Call me. I will set you up with our friend Jessica Kupferman. She's got just the podcast network for you to join. But until that day, just, you know, revel in the fact that I have gotten very humble in sharing all my <laughs> foibles and stupidities with the rest of you. So over on that cheery little note. How was your Thanksgiving? It was really great. It was really great. Um, this year, my husband was on call, which could mean anything. He's on call every day. But around this season, everyone's getting sick and we didn't go far. We went to the beach and it was a dinner with just the four of us. And I know Thanksgiving's one thing and vacation from school or whatever is another. To sit down and have this air quote, holiday meal, just the four of us as an away game kind of with gourmet, catery, what was so delightful and so surprising that you get to know your kids as adults. When I'm ordering the meal, my husband says, do you want the mashed potatoes or the yams? And I said, yes. What's the question? <laughs> like, what, what are, yes, I want, I want it all. Like, what do you say? Uh, I think I know what my kid would like. I think these kids went to college. They came back. They're pretty much adults. They're people I want to know and with whom I want to be friends and the whole nine. So it was like delightful. It was like going out with another couple and getting to know them in a way that I really haven't before. And I loved it. It was great. I did get some guilt from my sister-in-law who said, you missed a really good. And I'm like, I'm sure I did. I'm sure it was excellent. I'm sure it was the very same as it has been for the last 25 years that I've been part of this family. I had a special Thanksgiving and I loved it. And we were at the beach. So I got to go to my favorite chocolate shop and I got to walk the dogs a million times and hit the boardwalk with my daughter and do different walks and do di like it was just so much fun it was it was a really good weekend and now everybody's back at school they're gone empty nest all over I also why came did to the you decide to be with them well I want to hear about that but why did you decide to be with them and to face the transition of skipping just this one year was it as momentous as your sister-in-law's casual comment which I'm sure wasn't meant to guilt you at all had to imply or was it like, did you feel like I need to make a break this time because of this moment in time? Or was it just it worked out that way? And in the end, it ended up being the most special ever. Like, I'm just curious. choice B, choice B. I, okay. I had no intent of I'm not driving to Connecticut on Thursday, the busiest travel day to sit in traffic with kids who are annoyed that they don't even know the people who are going there, except for, you know why? The next day was Friday and those those family members of my husband's came back to the shore and we all had dinner together on Friday. So I honestly so you were feel seeing like everybody anyway and you saved your yes. kids, honestly, 10 hours in the car. 10 hours when, in the car. When and they have they to go it. back to their six hours in the car or whatever in the case of the one. Correct. Okay. Got right? it. Got it. Got it. So yep, it yep. was brilliant. Okay. It was the Good. bestest ever. We took family walks. 
my son said, I'll go until I'm done and then I'll go back home. And I'm like, you do that. And before you knew it, he, the, we were walking up the driveway and a man I, after my own. Heart. <laughs> well, I say I'll go until I have to poop and then I'll turn around and I'll go. But, but yeah, I respect it. I'm not going to force you to do it. I just wanted them to relax. These are two kids who have a newish one uh, motor, and I don't want that motor to overheat. I want to give them every uh, side lane or possibility to let out some frustration. You want to go and shoot hoops at the elementary school up the block? Go do that. It's just you. you it's, it was so relaxing and so nice. And then we came back here, did all the laundries, packed up their stuff, and gone and gone and sat again. But I do want to tell you that, that while mm. down in the sketchiest part of where I live down there is called Atlantic City. Ah, uh, well, they have <laughs> that's my new segment uh, here is called Tales from the Dispensary. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're ready. OK, <laughs> so um, I think you should not put dispensaries in bad neighborhoods because you're looking for trouble. So oh, I yeah. find trouble. Are you, mm -hmm. though? Mm-hmm. It's good trouble, as I understand it, from whoever, God rest him. <laughs> yeah, right. Good trouble, yes. <laughs> Tell me about the tale of the dispensary, please. I always meet the most interesting people. Um, I need to get this. I, can I cut in front of you? I have to get enough weed for my whole family uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. So I thought... Wow, you have different traditions. Or are you going? Oh, that wasn't you talking. Basics? That was someone in line. No. I thought that was yeah. you. <laughs> no. I'm gonna tell you why I was there. They are they do edibles in New Jersey that they don't do in Pennsylvania. And when I got a text message that said, We have caramels, I said, I not need for long. to have not for <laughs> long. I need to have those in my mouth. Let's Let's remedy that situation. Oh, my God. Yeah. Isn't okay, that cool? Okay, okay, okay. I don't know if it is. I don't know if it is. Okay? Cappuccino flavored caramel. It was fucking delicious. The issue is you have to eat one or maybe two. But that whole bag was like, eat me. <laughs> Please Well, did it taste me. like something that you want? My experience with edibles is there's always, you know, bong water back wash in them no matter what you do you can oh, I've never had one that doesn't remind me I, you know what you're doing you can pretend it's something else so cappuccino caramel did it taste like a cappuccino it was delicious. caramel and it was not delicious. that has been you know marinating in the trunk of like Steve's I know shoe rack in the back Socks, of his yeah. apartment yeah gym bag so, sock yeah no it was delicious and I don't live there, so I can't go get more right now. And they're so inconsistent in dispensaries. They don't have the stuff you like when you go back a second time. So you have to take right. a chance and buy them out the first time and then hate it. Because those people and it get tastes like feet. and then end up in prison. Yeah, and don't make it anymore. That's what happens. They do. They, that's yep. exactly that's what, what happens. happens. It's not seasonal. It's more like uh, penal code is the thing <laughs> that actually dictates whether, whether penile and now we are back to <laughs> brilliant observation hey, hey 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 so i let someone cut me because mom and dad and their family had a request for a certain strain uh, strain of weed and they needed to get it so i let them cut me so 
That was my tale from the dispensary. I have a Look caramel that I'm saving you for you. Are. You're so kind. I'm a good You're girl. You're so kind to be able to help people who need their drugs in a particular way. Good for you. Thank I'm you. I'm a good girl. You know who's not a good person? Ooh, I don't. The, one of the gents who lives across the street from us at the shore who has a blue light small animal repellent outside his house. What the fuck house. is this? That yeah. thing not work. What is even that? Well, is that what that does is? It does it affect dogs? We're walking around the house and we see from outside there's a blue light that's flashing at a neighbor's house diagonally across from us. Well, what what's that? What's that over there? My husband took a picture, sent it to my daughter. My daughter put it in Google Images search. It turns out we could run catfish on our own. It turns out that it is a, a small animal repellent. What effect does that have on canines and cats that are out? And neighbors who want to fucking kill you because you're walking and out and all of a sudden I have this blinking bullshit Blue light. in my area. Blue light. Blue light. Yes. What, what effect does that have on small animals? Because if I find out that my dogs can hear that and that's why they don't want to go on that side of the street, I am kicking that shit down so fast. I don't care who has a ring camera. You think there's what a sound that? as well? Or did you say sound and meant sight? You think there is a, a No, I don't think the light hear. does it. I, that's what I think it is. Well, I tell you, my neighbor, neighbor, uh, the woman who went to Sweden, she had, if careful listeners will remember, she put shit around her pool that uh, it's a, a sound to get the birds to go away. And she first heard it when she was somewhere and to make the monkeys leave. So it is one of these, oh, yeah. it's doing the bullshit and then it keeps the birds from coming and poo-pooing in your pool. And she had tiny dogs and didn't worry about it at all. But I don't know okay. if she didn't love her dogs. So it could be. <laughs> I'm going to do five minutes of research. And if it turns out that it has any effect on animals other than the rabbits that they don't birds want there. Birds and bats and squirrels going to scurry. Yeah, it's gross. I don't want I don't want any part of this. Who does I, that? I mean, That's not a nice person. Well, maybe it is a nice. Maybe it is a nice person. Because I have neighbors with shotguns who sh actively shoot squirrels. And, I mean, there's lots of other ways to get squirrels to go away. You don't have to, you're like, saying it could be worse. craniums. Is yes. that what you're saying? It could be yes. worse. Yes. You could be out there. I, I hung out with a guy for a while. He had a crossbow. And he would shoot deer, like, in the city. I'm like, dude, not only is that super illegal, it's kind of weird. Like, you don't have to worry and about dangerous. This right. much. Yeah, and it was just because he was a hunter, and he was like, well, they're coming into my area now. And I'm like, that's not – like, he would actively have a hunting license and go hunting, and that's why he had all of that shit. But it's like, yeah, don't bring that stuff to downtown Urbanville. We don't want it. Stop. What can I say? Okay. What is, what is your take on radical optimism? So last week, I started thinking about this just casually, and it really stuck with me. And I suspect – that our entire culture and society is hardwired against what if the good thing happens? We are built to predict the bad thing happening. And it's insidious. And prepare for it, right? And prepare for it. We don't think about it. it. We don't think about it. You don't think about yourself as being, anyone here listening does not think about oneself as being a negative person or planning for the worst. 
hope for the best and plan for the worst, right? You don't have to be somebody who has all of the insurances and a backup pair of underwear in the trunk and all the things that you need for just in case literally shit goes sideways. You don't have to be I that do. kind of person. You can, you, yeah, there's a spectrum of folk. I don't even know where yeah. you fall on the spectrum. This is not, a, not about placing you on that. But there's super crazy scared prepared all the way to that person doesn't even have what they need for like right now. Forget the future. Right. So there's this big, long range of people. Are you comparing Melissa? Yeah. Are you comparing Melissa, who has a spare pair of underpants for all four members of her family in her trunk, to Amy, who runs out of gas on the regular and depends on the kindness of strangers? I don't see how you want to bring that into this conversation. (laughs) People love to help, number one. And I don't want to see how. (laughs) No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm not going to mention. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm, there's not. We don't need. We need to talk about what's in my tank. Here's what we need to know. Here's what we need. Are you to empty know. right now? Are you an empty Our right now? Our whole <gasps> society Shame. is set up. Stop you. Our whole society stop is set up <laughs> to reward. To reward. To reward thoughts that anticipate bad outcomes. And here's what I mean. We don't have emergency funds for things that are going to go great, right? We don't, there was a movie one time he, he created a circus fund for things that, you know, all of a sudden you want to go to the circus and here's your money. We don't have uh, savings accounts. We have the, all these things for your health is going to decline and where are you going to live and you've got to pay for this thing and you have to have insurance against shit breaking and, and what happens and you have to have things in case you lose your job and in case, in case, in case, in case, in case. All my, all my point to you is, yeah, conversely, Where is the equal and opposite side of that teeter-totter where people are praising you for leap and the net will appear? People are praising you for saying... That's your 401k. That's your 529. That's your Roth IRA. That's your retirement fund. That's your planning for not right now, but for when income isn't coming in and you can play and you can travel and you can do things in retirement. Retirement fund doesn't count as that? I think that it is rooted... My opinion now is that even those things that I actively fund, I actively think about retirement, I put money in retirement, I think about paying for the kids' school, I put money in, all that, you know, future, yeah. future, future, and, and how are we, it's coming, so let's prepare for it. Why are we not also, on some level, preparing for we don't know what's coming, so it's okay and should be lauded and rewarded to take some of the future prepare money and spend it now? to take some of the attitude and live it now because I don't hear anybody saying things like, good for you. You quit that job that you hated that was sucking your soul out of your brain. You with stopped no other job money. on the horizon. With no other job. <laughs> right. Nothing else nobody on the horizon. That. Nothing, yeah, nobody looks at you and goes, oh, my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait for everything to work out. Is it going to work out this month? That's so cool. You don't know what's happening? God, that's great. You made a decision based on something that – that is smart for you right now. Your mental and based health. based on trust. Yeah. It's based on trust that only good things are coming your way and that you don't even know what those good things are instead of putting all of it your eggs. sounds like a crazy person to me. It does sound like a crazy person. And why is that? So it, it I, I'm trying to, I always like to come up with a way to put things in our little notes to each other before we talk on the show. We yeah. put them on a different board that we could share. So I called it radical optimism. Because it, that's you what pitching it feels this? like sometimes. It, that's what Are it feels like. This? I'm pitching it to myself. I'm pitching okay, it ahead. to myself. That when you, when things feel overwhelming, and, and much of this is born of my awareness that 
I will be making the last tuition payment without grad school in 2030, which is a long way away. That's a lot of tuition payments to make day in and day out. We've planned for as much as we can plan. Some of it were, you know, just figuring it out as we go. And I, I work for myself, as I was describing to someone else who was saying who had a corporate job. I was saying things are really tight right now. Our kids are, we got two kids in college and oh, it's so hard and rah, rah. it's all true. I agree and I can relate. And then she, she was saying something along the lines of, I don't even remember what the hell she was saying, but I said, yeah, it's, it's tough when there's a kink in the hose. Oh, they were having a tight moment because they had spent something. So it's like a cash flow problem. I would call that okay. cash flow problem. And I said, yeah, it's tough when there's a kink in the hose. And I said, but can I also say, when you unkink the hose, the water keeps flowing. The only one who puts water in my hose is me. So when I unkink it, it's dry. It's fucking dry. Oh. Unkinking the hose is the least of my problem. <laughs> oh. I'm worried about the water source. So anyway, all of that fixation and focus, isn't it radical to think, I don't know where the water's coming from, but I know there's water. I know my hose is always going to be full. How do I know that? Because I fucking know it. Because the 401k is my attitude. It's my brain and my trust in the future. I'm investing in my mindset for the future that good shit's going to happen to me. Oh, well, I might drop the entire Manhattan bucket on my fucking foot, break my damn toe on Thanksgiving Day, but there's always more alcohol in the house. This is not really the best analogy. I'm just trying to say, <laughs> just trying to say, why are there not more people saying good for you for being, for it, why is it risky to pretend that the future is great? And why is it safe to pretend that the future brings hardship? I feel why like you've that? been talking near my TikTok because my algorithm now has this guy who comes on who says, what? Picture your family and everybody you love happy and successful. The I reason, like The reason that you panic and get upset is because you think of all of the things that can go wrong and maybe even self-fulfilling prophecies there because you've not just, you didn't will it because it's not your will, you don't want it, but you've brought it into action and fruition. So take that time instead of saying, I hope my kid's not sitting outside her testing place right now, freaking out, chewing off her nails and pulling off her eyebrows. I know that she is sitting there ready to go with her six number two pencils and two Snickers bars and she is going to kill this LSAT and this blah, blah, blah. Like you have to, in your head, build up the positive is what this guy was saying. And I thought, you're an idiot. Click, swipe, whatever I did. I moved stop on. Stop it. But stop it. You I understand the stuff. manifestation. Yes, you can manifest. It's just as easy to manifest beautiful, great things. And, and to your point... I would like to do that more. I, I'm going to try to make a conscious effort to be more positive, but that is not going to stop me from physically, technically, whatever Lee, pick an adverb, preparing just in case shit goes sideways. If I prepare for it at the top and then stop thinking about it, it's hopefully working itself. I'm not itself. asking you to do anything different than what you're already doing in terms of the way you structure your life or live your life. What I'm suggesting is that you add I don't need you a to mindset subtract. shift. I a want mindset. you to add what I heard you say are two things that I would like you to add into your routine. Right. And the first is I'm actively preparing for a future to make sure that the future that I have is at least at baseline as good as the present. That's what you're preparing for, which Hopefully. I would view. I would view as a kind of a negative mindset. 
right? It's a kind of fail-safe, oopsie, watch out, I don't know, caution, scared, you know, the future might be really shitty unless, right? Welcome so, to my what world. I would say is, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, you, I guarantee that you are set up a lot better than I am via traditional methods for the any future reality because you have you have planned for a spectrum, but you are I might posit focusing on one end of the spectrum, and that is worst case. So where's the best case spectrum? I would like you to add planning and preparation for the wildest dreams reality that is headed your way. How do you plan for that? How do you invest in that? How do you focus on that? It's not, I love the word manifest for me because it has a great meaning and it's a focus puller and it's motivating. I think when you hear the word manifest, you think, um, the first word that came to mind is shyster, like, which is not a great even word to say. So it's like, I think you, you hear manifest and think, bullshit blim blam it's scam waste your time stupid pull the wool over your eyes manifest bullshit bullshit so instead i would say okay fuck that word how are you actively how am i actively planning for the wildest dreams future reality because on some level you're also not planning for the wildest worst nightmares reality you're not you haven't planned for complete annihilation and destitution you've planned for okay if things if things change in a way i don't like how can I be protected? So all I'm saying is add in an answer to the question. Yeah. If things change in a way that I do like, how can I expand it? If things change in a way that I can't anticipate and they keep getting better and better, how can I be how can I be ready for that? How can I be more ready? How can I maybe invite more of that in? And here's the second thing, then you can cut me off. Second thing is, I heard you say, <laughs> yeah. sometimes I think about we'll just we'll pick a child. I think about one of my kids. And I have a worry moment and I think, oh, goodness, what if and and how, you know, just thinking about future realities and they're not all great. And so I try to think about ways that I can make it better. Well, add that in. Think about a future where instead of a worry, I don't know what the word is for the opposite of a worry, a positive fantasy about what could happen, because a worry is just praying for things you don't want. So why not think about that child and imagine and envision, predict create a future situation where only the best things are happening. Visualize it, taste it. Think about it to such a degree where you're actually like when you think about things going bad and you start to feel bad for that person, actively feel good for that person. Actively think about that highlight moment and how great you feel for them and with them and because of them. Like actively wishing that good thing into the world can't be bad. How can that be bad? All right, I'm done. I want to bring more of that in because I have stated before, you're only as happy as your most miserable child. So keeping that child above average on on everything is really, we're seeing them that way. Because you said it, if I think she's upset or he's upset or somebody, I write the pit in my stomach. Do I love that I live through them? No, I have my own life too. But I, I am now going to try to project all of the, joy and positive and good things to I'm going to try to attribute them to my children and hopefully something will stick and hope I don't know we had lots of conversations about reasons you go to therapy because of your parents like A B C D E F G H I J K L M N O P so I said whatever your dad and I did to fuck you up we're sorry we're we'll pay for therapy I give you two years to work this shit out and then your actions pretty are tight timeline it's a pretty tight <laughs> timeline 
your actions are your own doing. You fix this shit yourself. No, but that was, I mean, we had a really, really good, really good experience together. So I just want to keep feeding that, that positivity and, and I mean, not to pull the negative back, but see how long that shit lasts. <laughs> let's keep, let's keep pushing that agenda. Just, just add in something else, right? Just add in a couple of positive thoughts. If you, if you find yourself having a normal human moment where you are thinking about this creature who you were biologically connected to protecting, right? If you think about that creature and you're hardwired to protect, 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 also think about celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Joy, joy, joy. Where's the where's the wrapping? Where's the moment where it's it's nothing but, you know, sliding down a hill of cream cheese. I don't know what the fucking thing is, but super easy, good, let's go. Smooth, right? like peanut butter, the That's it. cheap kind. That's it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We had a tiny uh dust up prior to Thanksgiving in this house. Um there's somebody in our home that makes all of the <laughs> that makes all of the uh, tech phone calls. My parents oh. wait for us to come to fix things. I think we're getting to the point where we wait for the children to come home to fix things, but we're not there yet. I had a problem with my phone, and I was said it loud enough so that my husband would take my phone, call Apple, and fix it because <laughs> I am not going to spend seven hours on the phone with Apple. It's just not going to happen to me. I'd rather live without whatever that thing is and yeah, say, gotta, my phone used to like, do that. Yeah, I got to feel like him calling Apple is your gift with marital purchase. I just feel like that's right. You're always going to. Yeah, that's not right away for him. Sorry. And that's kind right. Of his, that's kind of his jam. That's kind of his jam. There are there is it, it, patriarchal as it may be. There is men's work and women's work. And, and calling technology people is men's work. I'm not fucking doing that. And it's not because I'm not better at it. I am. I oh, we are. am. Right. But fuck you. I have better things to do with my time, number one. So have fun. Go ahead, say that to my husband, I dare you. So, no, so and I can, it can hear my husband if ever he would listen to this podcast, which he truly does not. <laughs> he would actually, and the only time, if ever there's a time, it's when I'm sitting right next to him, he'd be looking and go, that's bullshit. That's cap. That's ridiculous. Everybody knows that you are not the better one and blah, 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 and rah, 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 all the things. So guess what? I want to hear him say that's cap. Yeah, okay. I want to hear him say that's cap. He would actually I'm never willing, say that's cap. I know. <laughs> I'm willing to go without whatever potential service that is like oh yeah my phone used to do that too could easily come out of my mouth <laughs> but he's like just call apple i'm like who the fuck has the time or interest to sit and walk through and also my add brain will not allow me to uh, 10 different things have to happen before i will I gotta be in a say, space gal pal i got to say gal pal your husband's go to method is also just call. And I, I'm here to tell you, nobody fucking pick up a phone anymore. Nobody <laughs> in one. the right mind. He picks up the phone over non-phonable shit all the time. I have heard him on the phone with customer service for Keurig. I have heard him on the fucking phone ordering a pizza with a human. Friends, listener friend, dear friend, listener. What? If you're not in your if you're not in your car going, Jesus. And I love Jesus. No, he's a on. caller. That's ridiculous. He liked to call. He liked to yap 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 yap. I bet you it's going to migrate too. I got I got sad news for you. I got news for you. You know what the evolution of this shit is? Oh, you know no. what it is? Oh, it's no. physically going to the fucking bank. It's physically going to the pizza store to order the pizza. 
He's going to physically go there because calling's not going to be too confusing to call. I just need to go there in person. That's next. That's your future. I will You're be sitting trouble. on my on my big You're cap, my big solo <clears throat> chair and a half with a dog, and I'll be texting, yeah. and I'll be like, "Why isn't she answering me?" And he'll say, "You know what I'm going to say." I'm like, "I'm not fucking calling her." There are three sleeping children in her house, and a blah blah blah. His no answer one is the phone. Call. Who's any good? Number one, no one is going to answer the phone. Who's any good? <laughs> who's okay, any so if good? you get him on the phone, you're already in in mid. Can I speak to your no manager? Yeah. Can I speak yeah. to your manager? No, because they won't to your get manager? on the fucking phone. And I got news for you: they're not waiting for you in the office either. So if you go there in person, that's lower tier because they're the ones going. Can I put you on hold, please? They're not talking to you either on the phone. Oh, come on! You need an intervention, I think, because this is going to work out poorly for you. Dear listener, are you the kind of person who will call Apple and sit there on hold for 48 minutes to then spend another 48 minutes to discover you're doing it wrong? Or are you like Melissa and you'll go without uh, screen sharing or you'll go without whatever the specific service was that I was missing? Right. Let us know. Brilliantobservations at gmail.com. Go on to... I don't know, maybe Facebook, go to Brilliant Observations or Brill Up Squad. Check us out on Instagram at Listen Brilliant. We will be there as well and happy to hear your thoughts, feelings, and level of tech support that you require from, I don't know, humans or children, whoever comes to, to help you. I have a hint of part of my act three. I spend <gasps> this podcast of, it's just something to add to my, my, um, dealing with rescue dogs I'm starting to make hats for babies that are newborns at the hospitals around us so that's super fucking fun it all started because I left my knitting needles at the shore and we're going to Florida in a couple of days and I'm looking around the house and I found these teeny tiny little tiny hat needles and I thought you know what I saw a post and I didn't think I could do this this small let me find tiny and I went through piles of things and I started to make baby hats. So uh, I could do that, right? I could, it's more volunteer work. So I could do that, right? Yes, of course. You're already doing it. So it's not could. You're doing it. So that's I am cool. doing that now. I'm going to give them like 20 hats. And I've also knit like 10 or 15 things to donate to the animal rescue because they have a craft show coming up. I just don't want to be a knitter. Like, that's just not, <laughs> I get bored right. really quickly. I don't want that right. to be what I do. But if I could do it seasonally, like, oh, it's time to, like, bake a million cookies or whatever it is for a seasonal something, I will make hat. Well, I guess hats are all year round because people are still having babies. Can you believe that? Have they learned really nothing sure from what's us? what's going on. I know. I thought we were a cautionary tale. Pretty clear one. I thought so, too. We, yeah. we are uh, on both we, sides, on both sides, the, based, the off, based on the offspring and their behavior and my ability to parent. Like both of these things should be should be really, really big red flags. Big That's red a flags plus B. You, Go ahead. Add yep. C, which is what the world situation is right now. And tell me why you yeah. want to still have kids. You can use your money on you <laughs> instead of <laughs> 87 oh tuitions to 20, aren't 30. You, and aren't, don't you marvel? At folk with no offspring, don't you marvel at them? And you look at their their life choices and their clothing and their accoutrements and their white their just, couches, their, their, their linen pants, their yeah, 
their vacation ability and oh, the weeknight hobbying and what happens on on everything is just this this joyous joyous life and it's the kind of thing where don't come at me with yeah but retirement and yeah but old age because fuck you for five reasons that I'd 30 reasons that I'm sure I could list rattle off the top of my head and not the least of which is your kids don't fucking go away they still need you. They still fuck things up. They still wrap the car. I can't. I can't I'm not going to wish bad things into the world. They still need money to fly to Sweden to receive the Nobel Prize. They still need money Yay, from you, look at you to do flipping these things, that coin. Right? Okay. Right? They're always come scratching. I got to go get another international award. Can I? Can I? And I need money to fly the whole class there. Yeah. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We've had a lot of interaction in this four-month period with beloved teen-slash-young adults who are now in their first semester of the away school, and they're a plane ride away. Uh, frankly, a plane rides uh, away. And there's lots right. of them in our environment. So, right. And there's the ones who are a car ride away, anywhere from two hours down to, you know, a tight 38 minutes. And the differences in the commute back and forth from school are significant if you are fortunate enough to have the right institution nearby and by nearby I mean under five hours Take then it. I would say I would say wait that choice double I would give it a double double word score because for example problem with the flight on Sunday yesterday in the morning means your direct flight that had been booked for months in advance is suddenly a PM flight with a connection through a city that's experiencing a rain delay where you don't get home until 1 a.m. the night of the morning of the day you have class. So nobody wants this. And how do you get an Uber at 1 a.m. at a tiny airport going to your prestigious, yet frankly, poor aeronautically served college all these things are factors right so if you can eliminate that factor with a train or a car because nobody rides a bus or a boat but these things you know what i mean <laughs> you can there are lots by. of buses yeah. oh, i love yeah, olita yeah, yeah. adams i knew that was coming um uh, yeah the Pitt and penn state and all those schools have they send out the calendars right now for christmas returns for all those big buses that are coming but Nobody and even the stupid boat. things. My my middle son is the one that's the tight thirty eight minutes away, and his roommate is coming from Westchester, New York, and goes home one and word. goes away. and And there, um, uh, he arrived yesterday. Little did I know, to my local airport and took an Uber for that thirty eight minutes, which was a hundred and seventy one dollars. And if he had simply Maybe and I, so I have now told my son, you need to volunteer. He's a he's a polite boy. It's part of the reason that we like him. He'd never look at you and go, "Hey, do you think Can because I get a I'm flying in, uh, could we maybe align our schedules if it's convenient for you?" So always always say, "Let's set this up so that you don't have to do this." But uh, the point I'm making to you, and I should even say, I heard my father say that's a similar phrase. So I don't think it's not a weird phrase to say. My point to say you is this. That's, but that's not a but that's not a weird phrase. People say that all the time. I, I'm well, you sure do. That, okay, because <laughs> I heard my father say something very. He he <laughs> he said something very similar, but it wasn't quite the same. But it was along the lines of, uh, oh, and here's the point I'm making. That's what he said. Here's the point I'm making. I was like, back oh, to the car. Okay. okay, all right. In any event, your whole family. Pick, what you're telling me is very succinct. Except for Everybody, when they're telling stories. Every, and when we're throwing food around the kitchen. Pick a place that's close to you and think of the savings. 
of time frustration, but also actual ducats. Because how much? You want to pay $300 just getting to and from the airport? Right? Which is crazy. what you'll be doing. Yeah, that's crazy. crazy. So blah, blah, blah. And the other thing we talked about is somebody's going to pay for grad school that's not your kid. So That's not you and that's not your kid. People pay in all other fields, especially uh, my nephew is one of them, in the sciences. They pay to send you to grad school. They want you to get this big brain attitude and come and use it for them. So people will pay for this. So you don't have to worry about you're, you're done. Grad school is covered by somebody else is what I'm saying. It's true. It's true. I don't it's think true. med school and law school have that have that correlation i think it does in finance you can get a job in finance where they will move you towards a master's but if nobody's hiring you to be a lawyer and then sending you to law school 100 percent stem i think they do i think they do they do after this podcast no they they do in your case they do in your case because i i already see this future where the 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 megalomania corporation Dot net is interested <laughs> in hiring just such a one as your young world beater. And they've decided that it's in their best interest to snag her early. So they actually want to pay to get her brain all filled up with legal knowledge. And they're going to do so. I've already I've seen it. Right. They're even going to pay them Uber transfers from the airport so she can go wherever she want to go. That's true. That's true. I yeah, hope somebody sees her that way, um, which is who she is. But I hope somebody else besides her parents sees that and they, they do exactly well, course, what you just said. Of course said. they do. The only question is how many people will and how much power do they already wield because then they can transfer it to her. So that's the good news that's coming your way. I love it. She also needs it. to lose her resting bitch face. Do you have a resting bitch face, sweet girl? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Duh, duh, duh. Do you have one? Have you told I me do. forever that you have one? I, I mean, like I have a before. go fuck yourself face more than I'm a bitch. It's I, don't talk but to me more that, than. But see, I don't know that you do. You have a go fuck yourself face because you have go fuck yourself thoughts when you're thinking them <laughs> and they show up on your face. <laughs> that's what I'm that's that's what I'm that's not what I'm talking about. That's not okay. what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when you're thinking happy, happy cupcake. Does your face look like I'm going to kill you? Like, is that's a resting bitch? No. Face. When you're thinking about cupcakes or or you know, green leaves on trees or, or, you know, wiggly puppies. When you're thinking about good stuff, how does your face look? Would people be able to know. guess what you're thinking by what's on your face? That's resting bitch face. And I have it now. Do I you? have it now. I have it now. I didn't have it before. Is this new? I resting. I had resting imbecile face. I had resting carnival face. <laughs> because people would, I, I, I apps more than one occasion on multiple uh, decades of my life, People would tell me, friends and acquaintances alike, would say, God, you're always smiling. You're, I, God, look at you. You're always so happy. Like, when I'm not thinking about anything, I'm walking around thinking about pencils. I'm not thinking about anything at all, and I'm, I'm legitimately happy. But now, People the inside of me, the inside of me hadn't changed. And then I look in the mirror, or I look in the camera when you pick it up, and it's, it's somehow... It, it's looking at you by mistake because it's... That's not fair. That's not a fair face to judge yourself on. No, no, no. I have, and I, so I said it to, I said it to them and I did a test because I started to think, hmm, I don't feel like this is a good idea. And I'm also wearing these super big giant black glasses now, right? Which kind of look good, but they're severe. They are severe and prominent on my face. So you see the glasses and then you see the person behind the glasses. It's a big shift, right? So that in combination with the universal weight of the skin on my face being dragged down to the earth, 
it's a problem. <laughs> and I did a test. I did a test with my kid on Thanksgiving where I said, I think, I think now, I said, do I have resting bitch face? And he went, yeah. And I said, really? Have I always? And then before I could answer, I said, well, wait, let's do a test. Let's do a test. And so I put my hands in front of my face. Oh, I smiled at him. Yee. And then I put my hands in front of my face. And I said, all right, now I'm going to have no expression, but I'm going to be thinking in my heart of a smile. I'm going to be thinking happy smiles. And then I moved my hands away. And I said, you ready? And he said, ready. And I moved my hands. And he went, that's a bitch face right there. And everybody's <gasps> like, yep. All the nephews. Everybody like, agreed. 100%. 100%. So now I have to get I have to get that thread plastic surgery where they make you like a puppet and they go and pull your shit from the inside. It scares me. Or do some guar or something. I, I cannot. I'm having nightmares about our last podcast. You talked about a mouth, an oral massage. And oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I got so upset <laughs> about the <laughs> idea <laughs> of somebody else's hands in my mouth, not just like for my teeth, but to like massage my cheeks and my gums, a I, I started flailing just thinking <laughs> about it. And somebody <laughs> said to me, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "What? Wait, what? <laughs> it's fucking awful. Stay out of my you mouth." You got to do that. No, you got to do that shit because it's gonna. That's another one that's gonna pull your cheek up. You get, and I mean, I feel like all these women. I'm sure men too, but fuck you, men. I'm sure all these women are having secret plastic surgery. And by secret, I mean I didn't realize that it's plastic surgery. I just thought, she looked great. Good for you. You know, you won the genetic lottery. I Isn't haven't seen lovely? you for six months. You've and- lived life so well. And instead what they've done is they got that secret. Because ins- the other thing I was saying, I'm going to get some tape. You know that skin tape where you can pull your face up? Absolutely. I kept saying, I'm going to get tape. And then they were laughing. They thought this was the funniest thing they've ever heard. And I started screaming out, J-Lo used tape. J-Lo used tape. And they're like, well, first of all, you don't need J-Lo face tape. And second, no, she don't. I'm like, she 100% does because J-Lo and I are the same age, sort of. And we would be in the same high school class. Okay. Okay. So I'm in the same high school class as Jennifer Aniston, J-Lo, somebody else, and another one that you know of. All in the same fucking high school (laughs) class. And another super pretty one. No, I'm like, it's John Oliver and fucking The Rock. It's like all these, I don't know if that's right, but they're, at a certain point, pick people who are your age and start putting together your high school class. And I'm like, yeah, I could kind of I could kind of see that. I could kind of see that where I'm still, I we have an appropriate amount of distance between us because if I was in a high school class with J-Lo, I don't I'd think kill that her. my podcast, no, no, no. It's not, I don't feel like J-Lo and I would be super close friends. I think that J-Lo and I would know each other and have a healthy kind of back and forth, but I don't feel like we'd be going to the same parties. I think Jennifer Aniston and I would be would be kind of friends kind of cuz she strikes me as somebody who goes way off the deep end, but she's also just a normal person and kind of is doesn't take herself t- seriously. I think too seriously. you've got a not, not better that shot. Not that compares with J-Lo at all. I just don't feel like our background I think really you got a better anyway. shot at Chelsea Handler being your BFF in high school than you have with Either of the gym. I don't know, man. I don't know. Chelsea scares me because she's so acerbic. She's so mean-hearted. I want her to be happy. I want her to find joy in her life. I think that we would light some cars on fire and maybe not get arrested and blame it on somebody else. I would do that with Chelsea Handler for sure. We would throw a banging party. That's it. I would, J-Lo would come to my parties and I would go to her parties, but like we're not going to. I'm not going to dance it's, with I'm her fine for with hours and hours and standing next to her and people yeah. knowing that we're the same age. Uh, I'm fine with that. That's that's great. Oh, I don't I don't I don't mind. I'm just saying I don't know what I'm saying. I am going to 
take a break from this uh, superior and the stream of bullshit talk. <laughs> this positivity of joy and light, and I'm going to take Amy down one peg. By bringing you, dear listener, 30 seconds with Amy. Oh, for fuck's sake. I thought you were just going to say bye. Which no they will fucking say when way. They hear the, that's they will say when they hear what I'm about to fucking stumble into. But you know what? In I the anticipate next, the best. You should because I'm giving you a topic where you can succeed. Oh, she says, okay, I'm ready. I'm not. I'm In not, the next 30 ready. seconds, Amy, I need you to tell as many of this topic items as you can. Oh, she's all jumpy over there. She's... <laughs> salivating come on okay come on come on in 30 seconds tell me as many of these as you can the topic is flowers go (gasps) peonies roses lilac ranunculus lisianthus hydrangea chrysanthemum daffodil uh turd 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 dandelion fuck 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 Fuck, fuck, lavender. Fuck, fuck. What's a flower? Look, what, what's a flower look like? Gerbera Daisy. What's a flower look like? Look at the flower shop. Look at the flower shop window. Fuck you. Fuck you. Uh, Narcissus. Lady of the Valley. <laughs> You're still done. <laughs> uh, I think you did great. I didn't I even did say great. my favorite flower of all time. My favorite Or- flower of all time. Orchids. Orchids. False. False. Not even on the list, although I do love them. Tulip. A spring double is flowering, your season. Double flowering parrot edge tulip. It looks sort of like a peony. It's like a cross between Lysianthus and a peony, but it's a tulip. And it has that beautiful motion throughout the day. When you put tulips in water, they dance all day long. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, fuck. I just have one last question for you. Who's um- I'm sorry. I'm super sorry. I'm super sorry. I don't think you understand how... Goal motivated. I am. If you don't tell me how many fucking flowers I got on this quiz, I'm quitting the show. Did you not um, count? You got eleven. Okay. All right. Thanks. That's me. Anything over ten is a, is a successful. Oh, that's that's a that's a B or an A. That's pretty high for me. I, I think. think it's a gold star. All right. And I recognize my flaws. I always want to do it again. That's the hard part with this thirty seconds with Amy because it's only good for one time. It's a beginner's it's only. It's a one shot and it's over. Yeah. It's a it's a live for one night only. All right. One so night you only. A question for me. I do. Thank My you. last question for you is this. Who the Check fuck it. is Rudy? Oh. Okay. So I gave you the highlight about Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And here's what's happening. Here's what's happening. My niece. I think I mentioned that in the pre- in the lead up to Thanksgiving that I have two nieces who are engaged. One in 2024, one in 2025. So we got some time on this. Well, the one getting married in 2025, the fiance has been a fixture for years, but he ain't never come around the house. So we've been hearing this name for six years, and this is the first time we never got to met him. Lay, I, no, not us. His father, my brother, knows him well from meeting him, but he's not coming to our family fucking Thanksgiving. Right, right, right. This is the year. He shows up. He shows up. He's there. So we're like, oh, okay, all right. And you're sort of on notice, like, am I supposed to fucking hug him? And how do we, because when does that start? This is the first chance. And how slow do we go? Because it's a certain point he's going to be, you know, over his tits in the pool like the rest of us. Like, we just do sort of, sort of a little bit. It's like, okay, here we go, here we go. And, you know, she knows him real well. She married him. Her sister knows him real well. So he had a good head start. So he's in there. 
right? And at one point, after the meal, everything's going swimmingly. It's all fine. It's all fine. It's all fine, right? (laughs) His name is Randy, number one, okay? (laughs) So he is sitting down on the sofa, and there's multiple sofas in this sort of this sort of parlor in my sister's house and she's got a television in there. So we're all sitting around watching the football game and, you know, a couple of people are standing in the doorway as is the case when there's a whole bunch of people gathering. He's on one of the sofas. The other sofa's full. I'm in a couple of, I'm in a chair. Anyway, the room is full, but the sofa that he's on has another seat on it and nobody is sitting with him or next to him, right? So my mother observes this. And she just sort of glances over at the people standing in the doorway, and she goes, "Well, you know, gosh, I'm I'm just wondering why why nobody wants to sit with Rudy." <laughs> oh, and, and everybody starts laughing, and they said, oh, "Well, mom. do you mean Randy?" <laughs> oh, mom. So then we're like, "Okay, all right." So that's pretty bad, right? And we're welcome all welcome to the family. Kind of, kind of broke the ice a little bit, and you know, so, oh, I'm so sorry. It was just a misspoke, right? We're watching the football game, and the Dallas Cowboys are on. My mom likes the Cowboys. Nobody else likes the Cowboys. And the Cowboys guy is giving away his, whatever. He's talking. The camera is on his face, and he is saying the play that they're going to run so obviously that you can read his lips when the camera okay. is going. So that's happening, right? And then Randy sneezes, and then they cut to the play, and they immediately do the one that he said he was going to do. And my mother blurts out, he should have covered his mouth. <laughs> And everyone, oh God, poor Rudy, Randy, thought uh, this we all kid. look at her and him. And I said, what is wrong with you? And she said, I'm in the TV. I'm in the TV. I'm in the TV. <laughs> Welcome to the family, Rudy. So then on the way out, we all took turns saying, well, it was nice to meet you, Rick. So now it's we're never, ever for the rest of his life. He will never be called Randy because now poor he has kid. to be every R name that is not. Nobody wants to sit with Rudy because he don't cover his mouth. That's how it goes in my house. Did your mom apologize to him profusely? She tried, but what are you going (laughs) to... I mean, he knows that it's just... It's not that he's weird and sneezes too much. It's just that she's a little bit, you know, she's gotten into Randy, if you're listening, Rudy, we're sorry. Rick, next year it'll be better. (laughs) Oh, God. We apologize. Dear listener, thank you for turning us on. I hope in some small way we turned you on today, although, again, I cannot imagine how. Please stay tuned for Amy's menu. She is so excited to share. She will share that with you. Thank you for coming out and listening. Tell a friend. Tell seven friends. Thank you so much for turning us on. We love you, and bye. Bye. But also, hang on. Let me stop talking. How can that be? So here we go. So we started out with lime rosemary gimlets. I got to move my microphone because I can't see it. All right, there we go. Lime rosemary gimlets, followed by homemade chestnut hummus with garlic pita crisps. That was delicious. And you think chestnut hummus, what are you talking about? It was really this delicious, smoky, dark, yummy, yummy hummus flavor that went so well with the sharp, salty garlic pita chips. And then she made mini scones, and she had added pizza flavorings, so we were calling them pepperoni scones with anchovy dip. 
and it sounds a little strange, but it was the most delicious thing you've ever had. Then she made bruschetta, so it's that garlic toast, covered them with borson, which is garlic cheese, pomegranate, and pistachio, so they were beautiful and delicious. Then she had andouille and chorizo sausage, and she had sliced it thin and poached it in red wine, so there was these little coins of cooked sausage, and she served that with this kind of silky mustard glaze. That's all just the, this is just the pregame, right, when she dropped the, uh, Manhattan, I didn't get to have any bourbon. So then you go into the meal, and she opened with a crab bisque, homemade crab bisque, which looked great, but of course, you know, I did not eat it. And then we had a salad. So it was frise and radicchio salad with bacon and cranberries, and there were some pistachios in there as well. And then the turkey, she had brined it in apple cider so that the so that the roast turkey was not only the most moist and flavorful, but it also had this background of kind of a tart Citru- uh, uh, tart and sharp, but also um, kind of a sugary flavor, and that was so good, right? And because of the apple cider, the skin on the turkey was the darkest you've ever, ever seen. So it was super, super, almost burnt caramel brown, uh, beautiful, crispy, crunchy skin, so delicious. Mashed potatoes with brown gravy, shoe pig corn, so homemade sausage stuffing, so she did make it with more of the sausage, which we always do. Homemade macaroni and cheese, and of course, that was beautiful and delicious with cavatappi, the long, curly ones that have the like a tube. And then, of course, the aforementioned Brussels sprouts, which were made with bacon and sage. Green bean casserole with onion topping, which I brought to the table. And because I don't eat it, I totally forgot to bring out the onion topping to crumble on top. So I brought out the green bean casserole. And then when I went back in to serve the desserts, I found the green bean casserole topping and I served it again. And then everybody was like, well, I'll just have some more green bean casserole. And they put the topping on it. Isn't that funny? So we're all forgetting things. And then cranberry sauce two ways. So the homemade cranberry sauce with the one in the can that had the sliced ridges in it. Then for dessert, she made arguably one of her, I think, I think this is top five desserts of all time. She made a four layer mousse cake. So, and it took six hours of continuous work to make the cake because each of the mousse layers have to partially set, but not thoroughly set. Otherwise the next layer of mousse that goes on top of it won't affix to the one underneath. It won't stick together. So it's not like you can make a layer of mousse and come back tomorrow. So she had to keep doing it. So, and it's, I took a picture of it. It's beautiful. So the first layer is a thick and fudgy chocolate cake made of cake, a cake layer. Then on top of that is a mousse. The first one was chestnut mousse, which was delightful. On Sandwiched against pumpkin mousse. And then on top, she had made a cinnamon mousse and served the whole thing with whipped cream. So it, it looks like a variegated color slice pie, uh, cake. So good. And then uh, there were also key lime pie custard cups with the graham cracker crust and then the key lime pie and then the meringue on top. And those were served chilled. And then there was the spiced pumpkin pie with a flaky pastry crust. And so all three of these, and of course I had all of the desserts because why would I just have one? So that's, and then cordials and cocktails after dinner. So that was the meal for Thanksgiving. <laughs>